Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Not About Chris podcast slash blurb slash mashup of things that I want to discuss. Today we're recording episode 85 and we're recording it from Puerto Escondido, Oaxaca in Mexico. And today we want to talk about a little adventure. I guess we can call it that. Um, but before we do, we have to kind of take a big step back the way we like to do, just to give it a bit of context. So, you know, growing up, I've always wanted to drive a motorcycle. It was some kind of dream of mine. And I think it's it's a shared dream. Like a lot of guys, I'm not sure about girls, but I know a lot of guys kind of want to drive a motorcycle. It's, I guess, for lack of better words, very cool. Like we grew up thinking it's really cool. Maybe it's because we watched our favorite Power Rangers or Batman drive a cool motorcycle, or maybe we saw Tom Cruise drive a motorcycle in Mission Impossible or something like that. We always want to drive a motorcycle growing up. And I mean, depending on where you live, the access to motorcycle riding is a little bit tricky. And me growing up in Montreal, Canada, uh, is absolutely the case, right? Driving a motorcycle in Canada is absolutely unaccessible for many reasons. One of them being the paperwork. You know, you have to take specific classes. You need to get a specific driver's license to drive a motorcycle. And like, it takes time, it takes money, it, take, it takes uh, an investment pretty much. And that's num- reason number one. And reason number two is that the actual weather doesn't help at all. You can only drive a motorcycle in Canada four months in the year not a second more because it's winter and it's dangerous and it's like almost impossible to drive a motorcycle in like two meters of snow right so those are the limitations so when i started traveling in hot countries or in hotter weather um, this dream of driving a motorcycle has gotten closer and closer and the first time i ever really rode a bike actually no the first time I, I rode a scooter really was, I think, in Thailand, maybe, because it was cheap and I, I got the feel for it. But I never really drove a manual bike, a motorcycle, until I was in Colombia last year in 2023 in Cali. I I got connected with some guy who rents motorcycles. I messaged him. I'm like, dude, I want a motorcycle. Uh, a manual one, a real one, and he delivered one to my place, to my Airbnb. It was an old dirt bike, like at least 10 to 15-year-old bike. It was a kickstarter too, like I had to kick to start it. I don't know how to explain this. Not electronic, like very, very manual. And shifting it was a mess too. Um, Couldn't find the neutral gear for the life of me. I would always stall. It was just a very tough and hard, difficult experience. But I still managed to drive it a few, I guess, hours in those three days I rented it. But I was really discouraged and I always looked forward to go back home and park it and just go to sleep because it was really like, it was difficult. It was like riding a, a, a bull that was seeing red, you know, a bull that was mad and wanted you to get off his back. That's how it felt. So that was my first real motorcycle experience, pretty tough one. But I knew in the back of my mind, I'm like, I kept telling myself, this motorcycle is difficult. It's an old one. Like if I were to be put on a new motorcycle, something with a better technology, it would be a more pleasurable experience. So fast forward a few months, 
here we are in Puerto Escondido, messaged uh, a person, got a good deal on a, I mean, I saw a good deal on a motorcycle, 125 cc. I told them, bring it over. I'll pay for the whole week. And I got lucky. I got a 150 cc because the 125 got taken away or something. I don't know. So I got a 25 cc upgrade. It's not much. It's still a really weak motorcycle, but does the job. So, you know, um, started driving it uh, a few days alone, uh, just getting used to shifting the gears, getting used to, you know, multitasking, paying attention to the road, uh, you know, balancing everything. And I think I thought I was doing a pretty good job. I you know I w- my confidence was there, but I would still like st- stall once in a while and that would always suck. But I was comfortable. I was comfortable uh, with the time I had with that bike. Okay. By the way, it's a Veloci, Veloci bike. It's a, I think it's a Mexican brand. It's nothing special, and it's pretty cheap, but it does the job. So one day, that, this is where the story gets a bit more, I guess, interesting. Uh, one day, this old man shows up at my Airbnb. This old man is like about 65, retired Canadian guy, and he shows up in a huge motorcycle. Well, huge. I mean, I thought it was huge when I saw it because it's like literally twice or three times the size of my little 150cc bike. It's actually 500cc, the bike he's driving. It's a Honda and it's it cost about like $7,000 or maybe $10,000 brand new, but he got it for about seven used. And yeah, he just shows up and like his motorcycle has bags on the side, like storage. This guy was like long hauling, you know? So anyways, he sees me and he starts chatting me up. He's like, um, hey, where are you from? What do you do? So we, we start talking and I found out that, yeah, he's a retired Canadian from Ontario, somewhere around Toronto. And he's driven his motorcycle all the way from Canada, all the way down to Mexico, Puerto Escondido. And he's been on this road for like four months almost. He left in October and now we're in January or I mean we're in February so it's been a while and yeah his his goal is to go all the way down to uh, Chile pretty much all the way down to South America and he's gonna fly his motorbike back to Canada when he's done so very ambitious very fun retirement plan but anyways I, I got to know him I found out he likes to drink beer just an old guy right and um yeah, so we went out one night, we went to eat. He has no idea how to speak Spanish, no clue. I mean, no words. Maybe he he can improvise a little bit, but he he pretty much doesn't speak Spanish. So he kind of latched onto me because I know how to speak Spanish and I'm kind of like a tour guide, not my first time in Puerto Escondido. It's his. So like I showed him around, told him how things work here and we went to eat one night. We had a good supper, we came back home had a few beers. He loves to drink beer. I think he, he drank like 15 beers in the 24 hours I've met him. And um, so the next day we wake up, I see him in the Airbnb and he's like, hey, what are you doing today? I'm like, honestly, I don't really have a plan. He's like, you want to go on a, on a ride? And he just said ride. He didn't even give me a destination. And then I'm like, uh, sure. Like, I'd love to, right? I love riding that little motorcycle of mine. And then uh, I actually offered, I told him, hey, you want to go to Mazunte? It's about an hour away, 60, about 70 kilometers away. And he's like, sure, let's do it. So next thing you know, we're on the road. You know, I'm trying to keep up with him. Obviously, he's driving a 500cc 
motorcycle, I'm driving a 150cc, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to keep up. Obviously, he, it doesn't take too much for him to accelerate and to get to a reasonable speed. Me, it's like driving a little lawnmower, you know? And, and you know, just my shifting is, is, is sketchy. Like, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough, but I'm being absolutely motivated and pushed, right? He's, he's ahead of me. He's leading the way. And he has a more like sophisticated bike but because of all that like he's giving me this like he's pushing me to to keep up and because of this like motivation or this peer pressure i actually fix my mistakes like throughout those 70 kilometers from point a to point b from puerto to mazunte i actually like think about what i'm doing every every little move every little process or every step of the process that I'm driving in, I'm kind of analyzing and I'm like, can I do things better? And, and I do. Okay. So slowly but surely, I'm correcting some, like, some, I guess, switching gear flaws or acceleration flaws. So that was on the way there. And we get there in one piece. Thank God. I almost died like six times, but that's another story. It doesn't really matter. We get there. We enjoy Mazunte, small little town. A few beers, obviously, and you know we just chat and get to know each other more. And then, like, what we spent like half a day, maybe less, a few hours, and we get back. We're on the way back. Now, I guess side note: when I got in Mazunte, I was and I still am absolutely in pain. Like my back hurts, my hands hurt. Like obviously, I'm, I'm driving a, a little sh- lawnmower, right? My, my hands were vibrating for a good hour after I got off the bike. Like my fingers were, were, were like had a tingling sensation. It's hard to explain because of the vibration. And my back was hurting because I guess I was like uh, forcing the, my back muscles. And maybe it's something I don't do on a regular basis. So I was like cramped up and still I'm recording this episode now and it hurts, but I'm trying to not sound like I'm in pain. So I feel like an old man, which is what I'm trying to say. But anyways, we spent some time there, get the pain away through beers and a good time. And then we're on the way back. And on the way back, I was a brand new driver. Like I was driving with absolute confidence. Like I I became, I got into a, a state of I don't know how to explain this, like a, a Zen state. I was becoming one with the little motorcycle that I was driving. I was driving at speeds that I previously didn't drive at. You know, I was I was top speeding the whole 67 kilometers from Mazunte to Puerto Escondido. I did not let go of the gas. Okay, now I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but just to say that I was going crazy fast. I, w- I even like... I, I passed him and I got to, to our destination back home, like pretty much first. And I remember we hit a red light at, towards the end of the trip and he, he got uh, he got next to me and he's like, wow, you, you got better. And I didn't even say anything. I didn't say, hey, have you seen like how better I am driving or have you seen that X, Y, Z? I didn't say nothing. I just looked at him. He looked at me. He's like, dude. You've you've gotten so much better on the way back, and I'm, I just looked at him and I just I just zoomed away. You know, I felt good. So yeah, I mean, all this to say, um, I think driving a motorcycle 
uh, not only is fun and a little dream of, of, of ours, you know, us uh, guys, not to make it uh, gender specific, but I think it has some, some I, I don't know how to say, like some calming capabilities. There's something about driving a motorcycle that just just like puts you in a, in a weird trance, you know. I was on the way back, I was just driving fast, but I was locked in. My mind was clear. I didn't think about anything, anyone, you know. I was like meditating and I was just paying attention to the road and what's around me and what's next to me, the next piece of danger, the next thing that could kill me. You know, I was like hyper-focused and I was driving so well and it felt good. It was better than any massage, any meditation that I've done in a while. And I understand why people love to drive motorcycles, you know. You know, there's whole communities, there's groups. You know, he was telling me, the, the gentleman, he was telling me he has Facebook, he's in Facebook groups for of motorcyclists and they keep each other updated on road conditions, on everything, like what's ahead, what's behind, what's happening. So there's a whole like sect, a motorcycle sect almost. And um, yeah. It was uh, very eye-opening, this little um, adventure. 67 kilometers was a little 150cc bike. I hope it's one among many that I will do, hopefully with a bigger bike sometime in the future. Uh, when we got back home, the gentleman looked at me. He's like, uh, are you considering buying a motorcycle? I'm like, dude, after this, I'm really down. Like, I've always wanted to own one, but this kind of, like, put the cherry on top. And... It kind of makes me want to buy like definitely something bigger than this little lawnmower 150cc Veloci motorcycle that I'm currently driving. But I can't complain. It's doing a great job. And now I feel like I'm, I'm becoming one with it, driving it so well. I'm going to enjoy it for the next uh, week that I have it. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I wanted to share. It's really hard to explain how zen I was driving it, but hopefully um, everyone gets to feel it a little bit. I don't know if it's the high adrenaline or it's the wind that just like kind of slaps you when you're going fast or, or I don't know. Yeah, there's a sense of freedom that comes with driving a motorcycle. It's completely different than driving a, a car, right? In a car, you're almost too safe. Um, you're like in this little box on four wheels and you don't feel the wind. Being on two wheels, feeling the wind and anything can kill you. Seeing the danger, imminent danger all around you, putting you in this little hyper-focused state. That's what it's all about, you know. It's, it's, it's the adrenaline. It's the, it's the edging, edging and having like this <laughs> conversation with death. That's what it's all about. Anyways, you could probably hear the pain in my voice. But um, I'm going to call it an episode. Hope everybody's doing good. And I'll catch you on the next one as usual. Take it easy. Drive away into the sunset. Peace.